There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. Do you have a portion of scripture that you run to when you need encouragement? I have a few of those that just especially minister to my heart. I'd recommend that you create a list of your own. You know, the Bible talks about the patience and comfort of the scriptures. And uh, there are certain scriptures that just seem to minister uh, at particular times in life. And when you're going through the valley, when you feel alone, that kind of thing. Well, that brings us to our subject today. We're journeying with John the Baptist through the last chapter of his life. He's nearing the end. He has questions and he has concerns. And what does he do? Does he just complain to everybody else? Does he sit in a prison cell and mope? No. That's what most of us would do, but that's not what he did. And that's not what we should do either. What does he do? Well, the first thing he does is he talks to Jesus. We talked about that the other day, the necessity of prayer. But remember that communication is always two ways. When you're communing with someone, it's not just one person speaking, it's both speaking. And so the second thing that he does is he not only talks to the Lord, sends a message to the Lord, but then he listens to the word of the Lord himself. Let's read again Matthew chapter 11, verse 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto him, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. This is beautiful to me. Have you ever noticed this before? John had heard the works of the Lord, but that didn't give him peace. When he got to the end, the works didn't answer all the questions. No, the thing that brought him peace was the Word. You know, experiences come and go. Emotions come and go. Events come and go. But the Word of the Lord will stand forever. Someone wrote, For feelings come and feelings go, and feelings are deceiving. My hope is in the Word of God. Not else is worth believing. What's our faith rooted in? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's not just true in the beginning, that's true in the end. That's not just true on the day of your salvation, that's true on the hardest day of your life. Do you know what you need? You need a word from God. You need a message from the Lord. There have been moments in my life where one verse, one Bible verse memorized years before became the thing that got me through a day. One phrase of Scripture the Holy Spirit brought to my mind and it was the thing like a lasso from heaven, a rope from heaven that said, we're going to pull you through this. That's the Word of God. They asked George Mueller late in life when he had struggled and gone through so much, they said, how would you stay happy in the Lord? They said, well, Mr. Mueller got down on his knees, opened up a Bible, put his finger on a verse, and looked up to heaven. And then he said to the people around him, I did this every morning. He said, every morning I found some promise in the Word of God. I put my finger on that verse 
I looked up to heaven and I said, God, you promised, and I'm claiming this verse today. And Mueller said there was never a single day that he claimed the Word of God that God didn't meet his need and keep his Word. I love that, don't you? You see, it's one thing to pray, to pour out your complaint to the Lord, but don't stop there. Let the Lord speak to you. If you do all the talking, you're not going to get much peace. The peace comes as the Word of God enters in. Remember Psalm 119 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now that's an interesting word because in Matthew 11, Jesus sends word back to John and said, Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. The word offended here means to be blown off course. How do you keep from getting blown off course? The only way to keep from getting blown off course is you've got to get anchored in something. You've got to get rooted in the Word of God because that's the one thing that's not going to change with your circumstances. Now this is wonderful, but Jesus is the Word Himself. Remember, He's the Word made flesh. He's the living Word. But did you ever notice what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 11? Jesus, the Word, quoted the Word. The living Word quoted the written Word. Did you know that the actual words that Jesus sends back to John are not just His own, but rather an exact quote coming from Isaiah chapter number 35? I love this. What is Jesus saying to him? He's saying, look, hundreds of years ago, before you were ever born, buddy, I promised these things, and now they're coming to pass. You can bank on the fact that I am who I say I am because I'm fulfilling my word. Let's go back to Isaiah 35. I think it may help you. And I think Isaiah 35 will take on new meaning in the context of John the Baptist's question and circumstance. Isaiah 35 begins this way, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Isn't it significant that much of John the Baptist's life was lived in the wilderness the desert, the solitary place. Where is he now? Figuratively, by himself in prison, he's in the wilderness. He's in the desert. He's in a solitary place. And then listen to the words beginning in verse 3. Strengthen ye the weak hands, and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then... The eyes of the blind shall be open, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. Do you hear the list here? Blind people will see, deaf people will hear, lame people will walk, dumb people will sing and speak. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm the fulfillment of Isaiah 35. I'm the fulfillment of the promised Messiah. And I know in my heart that Jesus knew John the Baptist, knew Isaiah 35. Remember, he grew up knowing the Old Testament scriptures. He was well versed in them. He preached from them. Which means that though Jesus only quoted a portion of Isaiah 35, John the Baptist's mind immediately would have gone to, gone to these words, strengthen the weak hands, confirm the feeble knees, say to the fearful heart, be strong, Fear not, your God will come. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Look, the Word of God will come to you just when you need it. If every day you'll spend some time in the Word of God. You can't quote Scripture you've never memorized. You can't meditate on Scripture you've never read. And so you need to hide the Word of God in your heart as John the Baptist did so that when you find yourself in a prison, the Word of God can set you free. 
I love verse 6 here when he says, in the wilderness, waters will break out. He's saying, John, look, the wilderness seems to have surrounded you now, but there's freshness coming. Messiah is here. And then this beautiful, famous phrase, and streams in the desert. Maybe like John the Baptist, you're in the wilderness, the desert, the solitary place today. Maybe you feel like you're parched and you're not sure what to do. Let me tell you, Jesus is who He said He is. And He will give you streams in the desert. He'll give you freshness. He'll give you a cool drink of water on a hot, dry day. He'll keep your soul from getting stale. If you'll do this, if you'll talk to Christ about the problem that you find yourself in, and then you'll be willing to listen to His Word. I find it interesting that after this conversation back and forth in Matthew 11, there's not another conversation between Jesus and John the Baptist. No, John the Baptist is about to take his final stand and die. It was as if John said, the Word of God is good enough for me. I can live on it. I can die on it. I can finish with it. He never sent back another question. He just simply took God His Word and finished in faith. I want to challenge you today, wherever you are on the journey, take the Word of God, make it your own, and determined by the grace and help of Almighty God to finish in faith. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's Word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.